Today on Happy, Sad, Confused, Lake Bell on love, marriage, and directing. Hey guys, I'm Josh Horowitz. Welcome to another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused, my little old podcast. Joining me as always is Sammy. On the little old podcast. Little old podcast that could. (laughs) Um, It truly is. It's a little old podcast. It's like the Thomas the Tank of podcasts. (laughs) That's that's our our motto. That's our credo around here. Um, welcome back, guys. Another uh, uh, post-holiday week to enjoy. How was your Labor Day, Sammy? It was. It was nice. Although we didn't have great weather. This out is east. authentic, by the way. We actually have an exchange. We have it. No, it was. Early. You know, it was rainy and cold for two of the days, right. which was a real bummer. But uh, I decided to rewatch Game of Thrones from the first episode. Something you should probably do. For uh, the first time? Yeah, for the first time. What, uh, how long? Uh, a, uh, a mutual mm. Facebook friend of ours, I know, just watched all eight uh, seasons yeah. in like four or five days. Yeah, I was like, I Facebook messaged her and I was like, don't forget to like eat. <laughs> <laughs> I was like in shock about that. That's, but that should that's motivate extreme. you. Wow. That's something that you could and should do if you were strong enough. <laughs> what? I'm just not strong enough. You're really not. Constitutional wise. So how many episodes did you get through in three days? Uh, it's not... Unembarrassing. Okay. Uh, I did three and a half seasons. And that's like, what, 10 or 12 a season? More. 10. Okay. That's 10. a lot. Yeah, I told that's you. HBO it's HBO episodes. Not, it's, like, it's embarrassing. I didn't do anything. No, that's good. That's good. I was, look, I was celebrating my parents' 50th uh, wedding anniversary. You were watching Dude. a show that you've watched already. <laughs> I was watching I was watching a show, a show I've already dragons. watched and being like, oh my God, I totally missed that symbol the first time. <laughs> No, yeah, but a show about like dragons. You sound like an idiot. Well, I'm sure I'll love it. We what? Know. How was the Annie? The how celebration the of love. The Annie. We didn't the call Annie. It the Annie. Uh, it was good. Did it you was... say Happy Annie, Mom and Dad? I didn't know that was a thing. Um, mm-hmm. It was lovely. We had uh, relatives uh, gathered um, from the West Coast and the East Coast. Did you regale them with tales of your? There were some stories passed around. It was a good time. It mm. was a nice family time. You but... were like Tom Hiddleston smells. No, no, like... no, no, no. I, th- I thought you meant like family stories. No, no, I didn't, no. no. I, didn't... I mean regale no. them with tales of your care. travels. They don't care. Although the, the 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 nieces and nephews are starting to get old enough that they actually care about celebrity and stuff. Oh. So there's an upside. I'm, I'm finally gaining cool points like once they actually learned that i knew uh daniel radcliffe and emma watson and that's major grint this suddenly changed when i remember that you know them i get (laughs) yeah i get weirded out so well let's set that aside because we should talk about the guest uh on today's episode and we've got a bunch of uh podcasts going up i think at least three or four in the next two weeks so a lot lot of interviews happening you guys are gonna have to schedule these Um, into your into your days it's an embarrassment of riches so it truly is so first up today is um the wonderful actress writer and director lake bell uh lake bell who uh you know acting wise alone has had a wonderful career in a lot of comedies she was wonderful in children's hospital we talk about that i always love me some children's hospital your friends yeah exactly um uh but um she's also you know most notably carved out a career for herself as uh, a writer and director uh, in a world was her movie a few years back that was an uh, excellent movie have you ever seen in a world you should check oh, it out sammy okay I'm embarrassed. don't be embarrassed it's okay um, <laughs> you've never seen game of thrones <laughs> <laughs> that's true so in a world um a, if you guys have uh, uh, two hours to spare check it out it was her directing debut at least in a, on a feature film basis and it starred her uh, and all her like comedy friends, and it's uh, set in the voiceover world, like for trailers and stuff, and it's a really good. Movie. I was gonna say, in a world.
world. In a world. That's awesome. Uh, her new movie is I Do Until I Don't. It is out right now. Everybody should check it out. It's a very cool uh, ensemble kind of dramedy uh, about love and marriage and about... Um, you know, whether the uh, institution of marriage is archaic and should be blown up. Um, and it's it's an ultimately an op- optimistic and, and fun, uh, it's funny sweet movie. Little. No, it actually, it actually yeah. is. It, it's not really anything mm. to say that it ends on an optimistic note. And it has a lot of cool performers like uh, Paul Reiser, Mary Steenburgen, Wyatt Cenac, oh Amber Heard, Ed Helms. Uh, so yeah, it's that's a great cast. Good cast. She's I got, love Mary Steenburgen. She's the best, right? The best. Okay, so um, uh, co- uh, cover a lot with uh, Lake in this. Um, as I told her, anybody that's been on Children's Hospital is welcome here. We're, we're cranking through the list. We've got Hubel and Sheer. We had Megan Mullally. Mm-hmm. Um, we we haven't done. We had Cordry, of course. Of course. Of course. <laughs> but we haven't done the Henry Winkler. I feel like that's you the, have to get Henry oh, Winkler. Okay, hopefully Lake will put in a good word. Yeah. Um, but we'll keep this short because there are a lot more podcasts to uh, uh, come to your feed very soon, guys. Uh, in the meantime, remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Happy Sack Confused on iTunes. It matters. It helps. We truly appreciate it. Lake Bell would want you to. I think so. She would. That's what she said. She goes, I forgot to say it, but make sure to tell them to rate, review, and subscribe. It was off mic, but it meant more but because it was it. off mic. Yeah, it was real. <laughs> um, in the meantime, uh, enjoy this conversation with Lake Bell and check out her new movie, I Do Until I Don't. No, yeah, we're already rolling, shall right? We do it? Yeah, let's podcast better. Like, do you, you want to do, do, do? Do you want to do this? Should we snap? Should we? Oh, what, are we storying it? What are we doing? Stories. Like... No, no, you can talk. Oh yeah, sorry. I don't see. I don't understand <laughs> how this works. <laughs> this is why I don't know how to do it. Um, we just uh, Instagram storied with Lake Bell. Hi. Hi and welcome. Wow, you like just like you you really moved in. I know. I'm like your I'm body in, language. Do you see? Do you see what I did there? You're a professional. Thank you. You just transformed in front of my eyes. Listen, this is what it's about: transformation. <laughs> oh, Good morning and welcome to it's, this day. It's too early. This is the do first. You have water. In here? Yeah, we we don't have. Can, uh, I took my shoes off. I see. There's it? candies here. Uh, there are candies. I, those have been there for a long time. Well, yeah, because they're Valentine's. <laughs> Day candies from yesteryear. I can tell. I do not advise. Look at all slinky? these slinkies. The rainbow slinky for viewers at home. It's a, what's it promoting? It's all swag in here. All uh, silly dream swag. big. I don't know. That's it's promoting. I do until I don't. Is what it's promoting. <laughs> Where's your swag? Do you have any swag? I have. I have swag. You I are. ain't got no swag. <laughs> Yeah, you're, um, if I did, I don't know what it would be. Like, I don't know. Yeah. You've got a lot of candy in here. Maybe like candy engagement rings or something. There you go. Um, oh. Yeah, we're, we're, we're off and running in the day after uh, Labor Day. Did you have a working weekend? Well, have- uh, yeah, I've had a working weekend. Yeah. Yeah. There's but no, it's no okay. Rest. Thank you. Um, congratulations on your film. Thank you very much. Uh, I enjoyed it very much, as I did in a world. Uh, there's a lot to talk about. Sure. Are you married? Okay, let's get into it. And also, I just came from my parents' 50th anniversary this weekend, literally. Oh my gosh. So, so you, the pressure topical. is on because they have been married for 50 years. We're nine years and counting. So oh, that's great. We passed your seven-year oh, threshold. Oh, good. Okay, good. So you're good. So for context. You're off to the races. Yeah. Well, okay, so we can, let's start on the film, and then we'll, we'll circle back around, we'll, and we'll into your a life. nice little bow. In, no, no, nothing okay. about me. <laughs> the listeners know too much about me. They're tired of it. Okay. Um... So this film goes back a while. This goes back before In a World, right? Um, well, I started writing it kind of like after I had written In a World, okay. like nine years ago. But before you made 
the film. Uh, correct. Yeah, yes. Yeah. 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 And you've and a lot of changes in your life in those intermittent years. Indeed. That Indeed. would seem to inform a film of this topic. Yeah. The the movie um, I do until I don't is about three couples all um, at different you know various times in their relationships in the committed relationships all through the lens this is for people who don't know what we're talking about through the lens of this pretentious documentarian who sort of descends upon this small town um, to preach her thesis that marriage should be a seven-year contract with an option to renew so she's this like deep deeply cynical um sort of unromantic person right. because of her own heartbreak um and like needs to prove this you know concept anyway that marriage is dead and um in doing that she sort of um pushes the couples closer together and they and, and what was the germ of the idea when you started this because you, you were not married you had yeah, not met your husband correct yet. yeah so so nine years ago when i kind of like first came up with the idea of even attacking this subject, it was really out of like a therapeutic need to, you know, investigate the concept of commitment. And, you know, I, I felt like doom, I felt like it was a doomed kind of institution, perhaps just archaic, mm -hmm. you know, at, at the time. arbitrary creation yeah. that worked for a few millennia, but sure. come on. Sure, and like maybe when it was first sure. uh, built, it was more of like, this landowner must connect with this one and we shall make a larger farm. I don't know. You right. know, the point is, it was, you know, people were dying at 45 and it didn't seem like a tall order to say, you know, till death was part. Sure. So now that we live to a hundred, um, I think it's fair to say that, you know, you know, I sort of thought it would be fair to say, well, I think that it should be, um, you know, the, the institution itself could be amended or reformed in some way. Um, or, you know, perhaps just if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Just love the one you're with and move on. Sure. Um, but uh, then I married my now husband. I found my now husband, uh, Scott, and we got married. And um, he has taught me just a profound level of new relationship kind of um, point of view. And, and his, you know, his whole conceit is that if you, you know, it is far braver to kind of jump in full force mm -hmm. and to be all in, you know, um, and that. Uh, I think is very cool and very and just a different way of looking at um, relationships. Certainly in the commitment so how, space. So is, is this night and day in terms of like the script that you had um, seven or eight years ago? The I, first draft of it, or is it? I, yes, I mean the first draft was always intended to be hopeful. You know, because I, I as a unromantic, self-proclaimed unromantic, I deep down wanted to be proved wrong sure. in that. And in essence, you know, I think I almost like willed this incredible thing to happen uh, to me to meet Scott. And, um, and uh, you know, even though he's sort of like head to toe tattooed and um, would be seeming that he was not the traditionalist in the relationship, he is actually more traditional and, right. and was the one who was like, yeah, marriage is really important to me, you know. Um, and so that was really interesting. Um, uh, just, you know, that, 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 that was sort of like, 
a turning point for sure. me, certainly, because um, yeah, I started to learn then. So wait, did, did you grow up here in the city? In I York? grew up in yeah, I okay. grew up in Manhattan. Okay. And As then... did I. We're two of a rare breed. Mm. We survived. We're what semi-coherent. Part? The mean streets of the Upper West Side. Yeah, pretty, mean streets of the UES. Pretty pretty rough. Yes. Yeah. Um, I went to school up there. I went to Dalton over there. So Chapin and then boarding school. But okay. I did move to um, Vero Beach, Florida, when I was about like twelve. Um, my mom moved there and. Um, I was there for, uh, yeah, for, for, you know, until I went to boarding school basically, yeah. but I would go back there and I, I, I gained a, an affection for the town. Yeah. Um, and so, and definitely in like in hindsight, you know, sure. where it's just like, oh God, yeah, I am kind of like nostalgic for Florida. I well, love it. I'm curious. Yeah. At the time when you moved from someplace like New York, New York to Vero beach or were you sure. like kind of like, uh, wait a second. Well, I was younger, but I definitely was like, so that's where Disneyland is. Right. You know, like that, that <laughs> was like, this. yeah, this seems like the right thing to do. <laughs> right. Good job, mom. You know, but, um, you know, getting there, I was definitely like, wow, what's it. So what's a cheerleader? You know, I went from like, <laughs> right. like all girls school where it was just like lady power, you know, yeah. to kind of a, a different, very small town, kind sure. of iconic, like football players and you know cheerleaders and and you know it's just a different world. Do, do you feel like you're defined as much by that? Like, does the is there the New York in you from those first twelve years as much as there is those formative I, years? It, I, yeah, totally. I mean, and then I went to boarding school at fourteen, so then it was okay. like, you know, it was definitely like independent, you know. Um, but Vero was was just left a mark on me for sure. And I thought it was so, it feels like a town from like the fifties or sixties. And that really was its heyday. Um, which, you know, is why the architecture is sort of, sort of stuck in that moment mm. in a kind of beautiful and very charming way. And then, you know, in the movie that, you know, I sort of embrace that palette yep. visually, um, uh, you know, very lovingly with like lots of different types of whites and cyans and, you know, pastels and, you yeah. know, I just like the Florida aesthetic, you know. Well, I'm curious because like growing up, what I feel like we're all like defined, our, our definitions of like love and marriage and stuff is, is very much defined both by our family, but also by the stuff we see on screen. Um, do mm. you remember sort of like what the films were that kind of like, oh, this is what falling in love is this is what a relationship is this is what divorce is this is um that's so interesting I you know I think when I it's an interesting question because I definitely feel that I write more from um my experiences personally because mm -hmm. I use it as therapy sure. you know I mean without hyperbole I it's funny I use writing as therapy and then therapy as a writing tool so right um they kind of play into each other um uh, but yeah, I definitely have movies that I grew up with that I feel like yeah. were iconic to what I think of as like the love staple, but definitely Annie Hall, obviously. And, sure. and, um, you know, Harold and Maude, you know, I mean, these were the ones that I think like, you know, I had an older brother, so you have, you know, and I went to boarding school. So it was like, there was always somebody, some older kid who was like telling you about what cool movies to watch, you know? Right. Um, and so... Uh, those were those were my first investigations. What was Woody Allen kind of a big? Oh yeah, I mean yeah. Once I once I, I remember I can't remember who showed me what Annie Hall initially, but then I was like, who's this Woody Allen guy? And I got to get to know him, you know. So then it was like, of course, I watched like the breadth of all of his work and yeah. and was like, okay, I'm listening. Right. 
um, what's up with this like sort of lovely, self-deprecating, mumbling, uh, delightful, uh, subtle, but silly and smart, uh, you know, experience that I'm having. So, so this is the second feature you've directed. Um, you directed, I think you did a, a little bit of Children's Hospital, right? Was that Indeed. The fir- was that the first? Um, no, the first thing I did was uh, Worst Enemy, which was okay. a short film that I sort of wrote and directed, and Michaela Watkins stars in it, and it went to Sundance and did very well there. Nice. And um, that was sort of my first, I had written in a world, but I had not directed anything yet. And my agent was like, look, you know, I think you should direct in a world. And I was like, I'm not going to direct anything cause I haven't directed anything. I mean, I want to eventually. And he's like, well then make a short film. And I was like, okay. You know, and I went and did that immediately. Um, so uh, Where was that in sequence? Because I remember I, I that remember, was first. Well, I, oh. I was going to say I remember you and like Katie Aselton in Sundance Four, and she had directed. Like, oh Black yeah, yeah, Up, right. Correct. So I did Worst Enemy. I guess, and then Black Rock. Are we okay? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Please. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, I just want to make sure. Um, my mom's here. Uh, what was I? Oh yeah. So I don't know what the 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 timeline yeah. on that is. It goes. Um. Yeah, black, I, I guess BlackRock must have been before. Yes, no, it I, was. I'm just curious because if, if you're working with your friends and you see your friend kind of like creating something like that at Sundance, is that an inspiration um, in some ways? Of cor- yeah, of course. I mean, I had set out, I knew I was going to direct um, in a world um, when I was doing BlackRock right. because I just remember talking about it with the Duplasses. So, sure. Um, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, you know, I do admire and love, you know, my fellow comrades, you know, that are my friends and also other creators, you know, like the Duplasses and, and when I say Duplasses, I mean Katie Asselton as sure, well. Sure. Um, cause she is a Duplass, uh, she married him. Um, and yeah, so it, yeah, of course it was really inspiring. So, so what was the trepidation? I mean, it sounded like there was a little bit of convincing, like, no, you should, you know, you were looking for a director in, for In a World, and like, what was the switch? Because if you knew that you were kind of headed to, down I that did. Route I just, anyway. I felt like I had not. It felt really irresponsible to think that I could take on a feature without having ever directed anything. Right. And so that's why, literally, Billy Lazarus at UTA, he was like, "Then write and direct a short film mm-hmm. if you really feel strongly." He's like, "I think you can do it," but, and I was like. That's an excellent idea, <laughs> you know. So, so um, I had had all of these. I was a closet writer for like my whole life, and I had all these sort of side orders, I call them, in mm-hmm. my um, computer, which were just ideas, right. seedlings of ideas, and you know, scenes and all that kind of jazz. So, um, I took one of those side orders and and created Worst Enemy, which was about like a female misanthrope who gets herself stuck in a full body girdle that she buys from the television, and like hilarity and trauma ensues, <laughs> you know, um, succinct kind of little story. And, um, and that became sort of my visual yeah. calling card and also really a test to myself. And once I did that, I felt like totally alive. I felt like it was, you know, I was like, Oh, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. You know? So, so when you look back at like the whole journey that was in a world, it's got, it's like got to now like have this like golden hue around it because it, it really turned out so well. I mean, everybody loved it. It's if people haven't checked it out, they, they must. Um, and not only for you as a director, as a writer, as a, as a great acting role as well. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, but uh, I, I'm just curious, like perspective on it now. Like, what do you when you think back to that experience? There's a lot, I'm sure, that, that come, goes through your mind. But um, was it kind of like as optimal a um, as possible, or was it kind of a traumatic, traumatic in its own way? Oh no, way? it was optimal. It was optimal. Yeah, it was. It was magic and mm. like exhilarating and fulfilling on every level, and it's why I wanted to do it again. You know, mm. and um, even after writing in a world um, and then starting this project I do until I don't like I I just knew I knew from like directing Worst Enemy even Mm. and writing that that I I was already like sold I was like I got I have a lot I have a slate of things I want (laughs) to do I have all these ideas I have a dry erase board with like all these different projects that I will just and things add up there and then they get taken down but like I now just have thing you know i'm just chipping away at that slate you know and and the the, my biggest um uh, sort of um, the the thing that i want to adhere to is that i just will challenge myself with each project right Mm -hmm. so like this one yeah i totally took on like seven main characters and like i took on a big subject and i was like oh maybe i'll make it a little more like you know, I'll experiment with what it's like being a little more universal or commercial, you know. Right. And um, I don't want to make the same movie over and over again. I want to, like, try new shit, you know. And that's the whole, that's the privilege, right? So, yeah. um, and that's how you learn and that's how you grow. And, um, you know, and whilst doing that, you know, I get to, like, really unpack things that I'm thinking about and trying to understand more and more, you know. It's like I'm married and now I have children you know like that's new you know so it just you know I think of this movie as like chapter one to a lifelong investigation of relationships which will continue you know what's the the best like happy accident from the from in a world do you think that you applied to this one was there because I'm sure you you know you you knew what you were doing you also stumble into things because like any director does yeah I mean trial and error I, I I am an avid like academic preparer so I just like I I knew even within a world that that was does that mean like storyboards or is that mean I mean like... storyboards that means like copious amounts of um, notes in every department mm. f- that are all sort of um, itemized and shot listed and you know um, you don't want to be the first time director that's like yeah I've been acting for a while I think I got this guys like no yeah the, I'm like that's... but that's just not me right. like I I you know, I love homework. I like to, mm-hmm. you know, have my checklist. I have, um, also it's n- impossible to have fun. If you're, if you're, if you're the writer, director, star, and producer, you, 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 and if you're still improvising on the fly, that's going to, yeah. I mean, you brain. need, that's... you need like copious amounts yeah. of blueprints and roadmaps so that when accidents happen and when you lose a location or when, you know, you know, the light falls and breaks the thing, whatever it is, um, or the cops won't let you into the thing, you know, whatever the thing that happens on the day, you can then, um, adjust. You have some brain power left. Yeah. And you have, you know, your plans are still there. And so, um, you can, um, you can problem solve more, far more efficiently and still have fun. So, Um, you know, filmmaking is, you know, built into the structure of that experience is accidents. Yeah. yeah. And so you have to, I mean, for me, I just can't be like, ah, eh, we'll wing it. Like, it's not fun for me mm-hmm. that way. It's only fun if I'm like 
deeply and profoundly prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a joyous thing. No, uh-huh. no, no, I get it. I mean, I'm curious, like, out of the, the success of, of In a World, um, you know, I've, I've had this discussion with, with a number of filmmakers. I had Zoe Lister-Jones in here recently, and, mm-hmm. she, and you know, that, that topic in, of term, in terms of opportunity for film, female filmmakers came up in terms of a lot of independent... If, if it's a guy making an independent film, has a success at Sundance, you know, the, the old story now is yeah. it's Jurassic Park, right. <laughs> right? And if it's a woman, uh, she may get another shot, but she's not going to, if she wants to, direct a $150 million dinosaur movie. Do you think right. there, in your own experience, I'm just curious, like, did you get in those rooms out of In a World? And did you even want to be in those rooms to at least make your pitch for, I want to do Captain Marvel, I want to do whatever, or... or <laughs> um. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I have been offered opportunities in the studio space, Mm. um, but they were only, they were exclusively, um, female driven sort of watered down versions of previous successes. So, Mm. you know, the watered down version of Bridesmaids or the watered down version of whatever X, Y, Z, you know, thing, uh, female driven thing. But the truth is, is like, if I'm going to if I'm going to spend years um, on a uh, female-driven comedy, I'm likely going to want to write that, right. you know? Um, so the appeal to, you know, the appeal of kind of rewriting someone's troubled um, or, you know, project that mm-hmm. is, like, okay, but, like, it's been done before, so what do we... And done great? Right. <laughs> like, why are we redoing it? Um you know, was not as sexy to me, you yeah. know. Um, I think it would be much cooler to do something that I just would not have written. Right. You know, like a Captain Marvel or something yeah, where I'm yeah. just like, oh, that's cool. Like, I, I don't, I, that is not my wheelhouse for as a writer, but mm-hmm. like, I feel very, um, you know, that would be an exciting job opportunity. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not the, uh, it is not the trend to, ha- to hand, you know, a big right. studio picture like that to, to a female director for some reason. I um, I mean, were you encouraged, I mean, generally speaking, were you encouraged by opportunity or kind of uh, the interest in you as a filmmaker out of, in a world? Or yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think in both the, the acting space and the director space, you know, I definitely, off of in a world, you know, I ended up, you know, getting to star in movies kind right. of for the first time, you know, which was very cool. And I like did that for myself and that felt, really profound, you know? Um, and then I was offered, you know, as a director for hire, huge movies, you know? Um, but not, not ones that I was like, Whoa, holy shit, I gotta do this. You know? Um, not enough. Cause I think you just have to, to dedicate your life for an increment of time. And literally it's dedicating your life to it in my, the way I do it. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't, I don't, I'm just not cool enough to just like dial it in at this point, you know, <laughs> like I, it's hard work and I feel if you're going to, you know, drop everything for two years or whatever, you know, you just, it's a long time, you know, yeah. so you better really like love it. And then I had a kid, you know, I had a kid right. and, and I always think that plays into the female director thing, which is like, you know, out of, out of a large pool of, of directors, let's say, um, a uh, fourth of them or a third of them are, are female directors. And mm-hmm. then out of a, a third of that, half that and half of them are mothers. Right. And right. then 
So it starts, you know, and if you're a mom, yeah, yeah, it just, you can't be as prolific as a male director because, you know, there, there are just requirements like when your baby first comes, right? Like, or at the end of your pregnancy when you're like, I can't even like pee like a normal person, you know, let alone. So, so it takes you out of the game for an increment of time that. That then you know, I, look. I wish I wish that being a mom and um, all the things that go with that was um, more normalized and sort of more kind of like accepted and not considered like ugh, like almost like a sickness. You know, like oh, she's got she's suffering. She, yeah, case of the she's kids. suffering. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's case of the kids. You know, it was just like normal, and it's like oh yeah, we got a childcare trailer, right. and uh, that's just kind of how we do it. You know, I don't know. It, it just it would be cool if that could just kind of. And turn to the system, not make yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like super normal. <laughs> does it does it bum you out that like, or is it encouraging that the, the the conversation I'm sure in a lot of your interviews is about female filmmakers and where we're at and yeah. Wonder Woman and et cetera yeah. and all this stuff and the narrative changes every year and sometimes we have good years and bad years and hopefully there's a little progress but certainly not nearly enough. Um, does it feel like, oh God, I have to be like the representative of my entire gender, or is it like this is a good topic that we should be? I mean, I, I'm, you know, on the board of women in film, so I feel very, right. I'm fine with talking about it. And I think that, um, you know, it is a constant conversation and should be because yeah. it's, um, you know, that's how we get closer to a tipping point. We're not there yet, you know. Um, and uh, I feel like, you know, characters and, and roles that are up on the screen are starting to be, I think, in my opinion, that's just me, but um, I think are feeling more interesting and more diverse mm-hmm. and sort of um, exciting. Um, there are opportunities there. Certainly not all equal yet, but it's it's getting better. But behind the camera, it's still, there's a massive yeah. uh, dearth of, of female <laughs> creators and, you know, cinematographers. And there are tons of them out there. It's just, I don't know. It's like, the, it's all about those lists for somehow. It's like hard to infiltrate those lists. Yeah. You know, because and there's... it's not just that. Even I mean, directing is a major issue, but it's it's the, probably the entire crew too, cinematographers and production yeah. heads and all of that. I mean, I try on like on my movies. It's just I definitely feel like I have half and half. You know, which is a huge, which is yeah. not the norm. It's not the norm, and yet it it wasn't even. I mean, in in, in the independent film space. Mm. It's it's not it was not um, hard to do. I was like, oh yeah, I'll have like, you know, a female first AC and like you know, uh, uh, all the my pr- uh, half of my even more maybe more than half of my production department heads were, mm. um, or department heads in general were were yes. ladies. It, it just it just they were just genuinely right for the job. Yeah. And um, I love female camera department. You know. Uh, in general, I just think it's like good for the the sort of vibe, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like if it's all dudes, it's like I don't know. This is a different. Yeah. There's something like I don't know. It just feels it feels right to me. <laughs> like I, I want to talk a little bit about <clears throat> one of my favorite shows ever that um, I've had a number of your co-stars on Children's Hospital. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, any any member of Children's Hospital is always welcome here. We've okay, had, we've good. of course had Cordry and Hubel and Shear <laughs> and Megan Mullally's been here, so. Just need to get the Winkler in, and then we're gonna, you know, and then you're good. Then we're good. Yeah, yeah. So if you could put a good word in, Aaron Hayes, Hubel, Hubel's been here. Okay, fine. Madman. Okay. Okay. So, but in terms of, it sounds like that talk about has Marino been here? 
Ken Reeve has not been here. Oh, that would be a good that one. That would be a good one. Okay. Okay. So, but in terms of like collaborative environments, in terms of working with your friends, it, it, it's that seems like that was like a very unique oh, situation. Yes. It was very unique situation where there are no rules. Yeah. There's no like logist. There's no like logic in in terms of just like the episode. Right. So in terms of content, anyone can come and go and just like you know if you're like ah, I'm shooting this thing like I can't be there this week. They're like all right, we'll just like write you to something else. Right. You know. Um, um. You know, we'll just give Aaron your lines this week. <laughs> like it's fine. Right. You know, and it would just. All of it, we're all we were all dear friends. Seven years, like total. We just like won an Emmy on fart jokes. You know what I mean? It was just like, <laughs> it, it was the most delightful thing in the world. We'd go to work and just act like twelve year olds, and yeah. we just couldn't believe that we got to do it. It was so counter to like I, there was nothing else like like it on television. Maybe on the internet, maybe they, there was more of that vibe. Yeah, but like well, on, it started on the internet, right, of course, of course. <laughs> but like it was just so the absurdity level was like you know. <laughs> level 10? Level 15. It yeah, was, level it, was, 15. it made like Airplane look like, you know, Schindler's List. It I know. was like absurd. Um, oh and I miss it God. so. Um, I miss it too. Yeah. We all miss it. We're all just like, I, I mean, but I, I understand like why we had to kind of like move on, sure. you know. Um, but Rob has to be a baller. He has to be yeah, a baller. Yeah, he had to now. go be a baller. He had to go be a baller. <laughs> but um, I know it couldn't be like the more opposite. <laughs> So, what, um, so yeah. what, what was your comedy background going into that? I mean, I'm just curious because you have like your part of your persona now, thanks to that and, and many other yeah. things, is like your comedy stuff. Comedy gal. I know. I think it was came... that an accident or was that something that was always kind of like a aspiration? It wasn't of... like an aspiration or anything. It just was genuinely more fun. Um, you know, I had been doing drama um, when I first like got off the boat in Hollywood. Um, and, uh, you know, I've been doing like dramatic series stuff, you know, and, and I tried to get comedy auditions and they were like, yeah, but like, well, she doesn't do, I don't, she doesn't do comedy. And I was like, but like, what, like, why don't I, did you like hear me out? You know? And so then, um, and then of course I got in the comedy space and people are like, oh, I don't know if she does drama. And now I'm like sort <laughs> right. of evened out, right. um, which is great. But, uh, but but yeah, it was not, it wasn't like, I didn't like set out to touch it. It just seemed really fun. And it was a part of me that I wasn't getting expressed. And right. I was like, you know, the things that I would like quietly write were, were comedy. And, um, but I hadn't sh shared it with anyone until I like had something right. like legit. Um, what, what, where was your head at? Cause you, I know you, you did some training in London, right? Yeah. I went to a drama school in, in London, but we did like, you know, Elizabethan, like, yeah, 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 all the classics. How do they look uh, on the Americans that come over? Like, are they like welcoming or do you feel like the odd man out in terms of like, um, you definitely feel like the odd man out. Yeah. I mean, I was at a full on British drama school conservatory and I was the only American there, um, in the full course and they just were um, I was like the token American. I mean, it was just great. I, uh, for, and in the other classes too, there were no American. It, it was just, and everyone's like, Oh, did you like lose your accent and like sound British? And I'm like, no, I sound like I'm more, more American. American. <laughs> if anything, I was like, Hey guys, howdy do, you know, like I was just like, I don't even say howdy. Like what's up with that? Uh, but I just became so everyone mm. like, they're like, Oh, you're from New York. So like you're part of the mob or something you know and so I was like yeah I'm part of the mob yeah hey you know like it was like Scorsese you know like they had a real idea 
that I was this, um, you know, I don't know, I like made up. from a Martin Scorsese movie. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I just like went with that. Um, But uh, yeah, no, I got some like razzing sometimes and their whole, the whole sort of like cultural institution of taking the piss, you know. I was the one to kind of hit with any American and um, razzing. So, so and out of out of uh, drama school, like what was where was your head at, and was did you feel like the world was your oyster? Or did you feel like oh god, this is? Um, I definitely nightmare? wanted. I remember at um, after the first year because it's like a three and a half year kind of course. And is this one of those? Because uh, I've talked to people in, in drama school where some of them like encourage you to work, and some of them don't. Like while you're at school, yeah, no, they did not. You're, you're full on. In yeah, the you have program. to finish your training yeah, before yeah. you, you know, take to the. It was like you know, a doctor wouldn't go and like take to the scalpel <laughs> after, uh, you know. I, think I got this. Yeah, they, it's and in England it's funny because in America it was like, I was like, oh, you're an actor, like, oh, geez, so you're a waiter, you know. Right. And in England it's like, oh, you're an actor. You know, right. it's like quite you noble. Do yeah, else. you must study. Yeah, it's, it's very like noble and and uh, sort of like honored. You know, sure. Um, and so that was nice to have that kind of attitude towards it. But so you know, I remember going to Hollywood um, after the first year and like getting uh, a call. You know, I like somehow got an audition for the show Felicity to be like a guest star, and I thought oh, I've made it because I got a call back. <laughs> you know. And, um, and I wanted to like drop, uh, not go to drama school anymore. And in this manager friend or whatever, you know, at the time she ended up, she was hip pocketing me at the time, but my amazing manager for many, many years, Joni Burstein was like, she was like, you need to go back to, to drama school. Like just, yeah. this is not the, the, the be all end all. Anyway. So I didn't get the part. Um, <laughs> and I went back to drama school and finished and, right. um, and it was tremendous. It was more like an endurance test. You know, I thought, mm. Oh God, like, you know, I'm 19, 20, 21. I'm like giving up all my hot years, you know, <laughs> like yeah, that's what I thought when I was a kid, you know, I was like, this is like my Hollywood moment, you know, but, um, and then I realized that that's not what it's all about. So, um, so it was great. You know, I think the, the, the training was, was really just like a discipline yeah. and also it was a tremendous tool. And what, so what was the first, uh, job that made you kind of feel like? I'm a working actor and I've got my, yeah. The first job was, um, called war stories. Okay. It was, um, oh, this was the Jeff Goldblum. Uh, thing, yeah. Right? With Jeff Goldblum. I see this like yeah. Jeff Goldblum <laughs> thing here. Uh, it's very funny. Um, yeah. So it was me and Jeff Goldblum and it was like, you know, I had to like really jump through hoops and get called back a yeah. thousand times and, you know, screen, te- you know, screen tested with them and everything. And it was just, um, you know, now it's like, what is it? But it was this, it was this sort of, um, backdoor pilot that was like kind of like a movie for NBC right. called War Stories, and it was I was played a war photo- like a sort of green war photographer against Jeff Goldblum, who played like a seasoned photographer, uh, war photographer, and like it was during a time right after nine eleven, where it was like right. journalists were not again not a comedy. Um, <laughs> journalists were viewed as um, weren't viewed as like oh it's like neutral territory. You're a journalist, you know. It right. was kind of like um, you're American and you're a target, and so it was a very controversial little show. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it was my first kind of. I had like a my a chair with my name on it, and I thought, oh god, I made it. <laughs> what was your Goldwyn experience? He's a, he's he's, he's amazing. Charismatic yeah, he's very charismatic. The... Um, you know, he was. Uh, he's also. 
you know, he's a musician, but he's also kind of like an acting teacher at the right. Playhouse West. So right. it was fun to be with him after, you know, we would kind of like rehearse um, and do scenes from, you know, uh, uh, Death of a Salesman, right. you know, like in the, in the instead of like just like going to our trailers, no, we would does, like sit. I, I get that sense because I've done, uh, as you referenced, like the weird silly thing on my wall. We did, we've done a couple sketches. He's one of those actors that like legitimately like likes to act. Oh, he just yeah. like he... And he, I, he likes to play, I'm sure he played with you, or he plays with everybody, he plays like the movie game, like, on, oh, yeah. like in between takes. Totally. He, he's always, um, you know, sharpening his sort of wit and, right. and like exercising that muscle, you know, yeah. that sort of like acting muscle, yeah. um, which is fun to be around, you know, it's like, uh, he's, it, and he's hilarious. Yes. I mean, he's just There's like. There's only one. Golden. Yeah. Okay. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm curious, like. You know, looking at your filmography, and you talk about like sort of opportunities out of in a world in terms of also acting opportunities. You've gotten a chance to, yeah, yeah. to be the lead in some films. I mean, it's almost it, it is surprising to me that you didn't necessarily have a lot of those opportunities earlier on. Like you were the best friend. A few, yeah, uh, at least totally. A few times. I was a brunette. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Obviously, was, that's yeah. what you do. Yeah. I was but, like the booby brunette. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, I know. But do you get it, or were you like? Why do not I not get like a sh- at least a shot? To oh be... yeah, I mean I totally would be like yeah. Why don't I get a shot? I think I'm like totally like I would go up for things and I'd be like I'm super right for that. I do not know why, but I also understood that it was a business and that there's you know it's like I didn't have the cue you know or whatever <laughs> you know to like to be a, the starring person in things you know and I just was like eh, I don't know I You're guess too damn interesting you have <laughs> do, to be do a little more good. down yeah. more vanilla please well you know I would audition for things um and tell my agent that I was more interested in the character off you know side part you right. know when I'd audition when I was like super young like first coming out and they'd be like go in for the ingenue you know and it'd be like you know Johnny, that's just not what I'm thinking, you know? And I just was like, uh, Boersville, USA. Like I was so much more interested in the like train wreck of a best friend or whatever. Cause it just was more fun. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. yeah. So, um, so that was probably my own fault in some respects, but, um, but that said, uh, you know, I I think, you know, I was always enamored with the idea of of playing a multitude of different people and until characters, you know, you know, to get the kind of roles where you're really playing something interesting, you have to be like at such a high level, right? Where you're going to get, because even like there weren't that many roles for lady girls really that were like interesting, you know? So I, I thought, okay, well for in a world, I want to play someone who's sort of, you know, self-deprecating and, and sort of, you know, um, you know, finding her voice and like, you know, flawed and, you know, messy, but kind spirited, you know, but I just, I sort of created something that I feel like I had not had the opportunity to be in a lead role. Like I wanted to see, you know, I had had side character roles that I thought were really cool. I'd like to see a movie of them, you know, um, you know, but like, I always talk to Liz Merriweather about, you know, and, uh, no strings attached. Um, you know, the, the character she had written, um, for me that I got to play in that, uh, movie. I was like, I really want to know her. Yeah. Like (laughs) I, I, I mean me as the demographic, I would like to see her, you know, and her sort of weirdness, um, uh, sort of going, trotting through life, you know? Sure. Um, but you know, and then with, with, um, I do until I don't, you know, it's like, again, this was a character that I feel like nobody would have put me in, you know? 
Um, I would never get cast as someone who was like, you know, meek and sort of lame and, you know, um, inward and apologetic for the space she takes up and sort of, you know, layered with all these quirks and, you know, uh, again, messy in her own way, you know. Uh, I don't know if this gets into dangerous territory considering that your mom is sitting right behind <laughs> you. But <laughs> but yeah. um, I'm curious, like, how much of your mom is well, in this film or your dad? I mean, I mean you talked about your dad in, in, in a world. There was yeah. some, some aspects of that you, that you wanted to reflect. Yeah, I think, you know, unfortunately for my parents and for my family in general, you know, um, you know, I do utilize my writing to kind of investigate and sort of um, build characters, you know, it's because it's the people I know the best in my world. Um, you know, with this character, I think, and with this movie, I always say, I, and I've told my mom this a million times, but um, that it's more the visual. I, I, like, really pulled deeply from the visual. Oh, I really? Mean, if I looked at that. Yeah. Yeah. There's... Um, yeah. <laughs> mom is in head-to-toe beige right now. Um uh, just eggshell. Um, but, you know, that there was a lot of, um, there was like a visual thing and a specificity and authenticity to my mom's like uh, way mm. that I really wanted, that I've known for my whole life, that I treat with great affection, but that I can, that I wanted to kind of embody for this character. Um, my mom is, you know, not apologetic for the space she takes up, but but the the, the actual role and character was yeah. not her but that how I sort of manifested her visually and sort of um, physically is very much my mom. <laughs> is, is making a film that investigates love and marriage and relationships good for a relationship and a marriage like just I mean making a film is traumatic anyway it's a lot oh. it, it's just like it's it's a it's a bear of a, a challenge let alone raising two kids yeah um did, did you find that sort of like one fed into the other a little bit? Or? Yeah. I mean, look, I think, you know, my husband, um, you know, the good news is the movie ends with a beautiful and very hopeful message right. and deeply pro commitment, um, which I truly believe. Um, uh, and I do want to put that out there in the, in the universe, given that um, it's what I hope for myself. And I want to sort of, in this day and age of tension and a lot of angst, you know, I a lot noticed, of, really? Oh yeah, really? <laughs> um, a lot of darkness. Um, I, I do feel that I'm very proud that the movie is, is very light, is yeah. very like a light, um, uh, sort of hope, hopefully some modicum of a beacon of hope or something, you yeah. know, uh, when it comes to just respecting thy partner and, um, and being confident in that kind of union, you know, that it's like, it's right. okay to be romantic. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I'm not, I used to be like, I'm one of the guys. Like, I don't want to, you know, think about romance, you know. And then I met my husband, and I, like, I learned a lot, you know. And it's not, especially especially right now, I'm like, that's kind of all you got is, like, what you got at home. You know, it's like, turn into the one that you love and, and be confident that um, the you know, the growth and the evolution that you can kind of uh, be privileged to to receive from from that relationship, you know, and to, yeah, it's just that, that for me became really um, a learning curve, really. Yeah. Yeah. Where are, you, where are you at right now as you're like in the finished home stretch of, of promoting this one? Yeah. Raising two very young kids. Yes. Um, 
I, uh, are you actively trying to get the next project going? I know you were going to, there was, there was that Noah Baumbach one. I don't know if that's still even out there. I know. I, or... I love that movie and the emperor's children. Yeah. Um, we, it's like independent movies that we lost our financing. Yeah. Um, and that's like, and that's what's so crazy about it. It's like a Noah Baumbach script know, and like yeah. imagine <laughs> entertainment. Um, and yet still we lot, you know, yeah. we were cast and ready to go, but, um, we had like shady dudes, um, who <laughs> were, yeah, I was like, what are these people? <laughs> um, and I'd say it out loud because I'm like, you guys suck. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, that whole thing fell apart because of them. Um, but, uh, I love that movie and maybe it'll come together, but no, I am totally stoking, um, all kinds of different irons and different fires, and yeah. that's kind of how I roll. And I like not knowing what the next thing is next. It's kind of exciting, and nice. I know, like I'm like I, I I can kind of envision what things will kind of come to fruition first, you know. But right. um, I tend to to multitask as I do within a project. Right. I like to do that also in creation. Are they much different kind of projects? Like yeah, the different ones. Yeah, very very different. Um, I have, you know, a feature director for hire kind of vibe uh, that I've just rewritten a couple of times that um, I will take on a bigger movie. Um, very different than anything I've ever done. Um, and uh, and then I have another project that I'm writing that's just a... Per- but I'm a slow puck when I write, so I just, like, write to still enjoy it, you know? So I'm like, yeah. I don't have a timeline, you know? <laughs> um, so that'll happen, you know, in future. Um, so I'm researching that. And then, yeah, some other, some other projects Ooh, that I cannot mysterious. discuss. Well, you're welcome anytime. Uh, I'm sad that, that we bossed New, uh, a New Yorker and you. I still want to be on this you list. You can still be on my New York board. You can be like, on the you LA do board. Sketches, you do sketches where? Like, like around here. But around like, where you're looking, like in the office. In the But like, I could, you know, you're I come welcome. and then. Yeah, you come by. You'll, 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 I you'll can be virtually here. do it. I'll, I go out to LA a fair amount. We'll do something silly. All right, let's do something. Uh, we'll get the Children's Hospital team back. Oh my God, come on. No brainer. Listen, I'll call these guys right now. One of, one of the great uh, uh, unaired bits. I think the only unaired sketch we ever did was with Cordry. That, uh, was How just, could you die? It was so brilliant, but it was probably politically incorrect. I'll tell you after <laughs> off mic. Okay. It was a mistake. <laughs> There's the, the, we had a lot of those. But it was, it was all my, I take the blame. All me, not Rob. Rob delivered. Uh, um, but uh, congratulations on the film. I'm thank such you a so fan much. of your work. In a World Was Wonderful, and I Do Until I Don't uh, is out now. Everybody should check it out. And uh, as I said, you're welcome anytime. Thank Thanks, you Lake. so much. We did it. We did it. And see. And so ends another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. Remember to review, rate, and subscribe to this show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm a big podcast person. I'm Daisy Ridley, and I definitely wasn't pressured to do this by Josh. (laughs) 